Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi. My name is Robert Lamb, and this is The Monster Fact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind focusing in on mythical creatures, ideas, and monsters in time. Over the past two weeks, we've looked at the Tyranid invaders of the Warhammer 40k universe, biological armies and hive fleets from beyond the limits of the Milky Way on an inhuman quest to consume all biomass in their path. They constitute an outer threat to the Imperium of Man like none other, but they also pose a terrifying inner threat as well. As described in the 9th edition Gene Steeler Cults Codex from Games Workshop, the Tyranids have a means of corrupting a host world ahead of a high fleet's arrival, ripening it for the plucking. We're told that a form of Tyranid known as a Gene Stealer initiates this corruption, stealthily stowing away in cargo or aboard derelict spacecraft in order to reach a new human-occupied world. Once there, the creature will begin to infect members of a planet's agricultural or industrial workforce with its genetic material via an ovipositor in its tongue. This act initiates a multi-generational process that introduces a variety of human-tyranid hybrids. While initial generations are monstrous and remain below ground, later generations are essentially humanoid in appearance and can actively infiltrate different segments of the human society. Collectively, the gene-stealer hybrids stage an underground resistance, an eventual violent rebellion against imperial planetary rule, all of which is time to converge with the arrival of an invading hive fleet, which is drawn to the gene-stealer cult like a beacon in the vast night. This darkly fantastic scenario invokes various accounts of natural world parasitism and mimicry, but I think it especially mirrors the manipulation of eusocial insect communities by certain organisms. Ant colonies and beehives, after all, aren't too different from the notion of an imperial forge world, where vast populations toil to supply the Imperium with its armor and its weaponry. For ants especially, their warlike nature is also reminiscent of the 40k setting. But at heart, the main comparison is that we have a complex social order within one species that is deceived and manipulated by another organism for its own ends. For example, there's the Death's Head Hawk Moth, a genus of moth famous for both its skull-like markings and its ability to infiltrate and raid honeybee hives by mimicking their smell. For a similar ant world example, certain spiders also use chemical mimicry to enter the colony unopposed and eat whatever larvae they desire. But these are both cases of raiding and predation. What about bending the system to the outsider's will? 
I think we might well compare the gene stealer cult to many forms of brood parasitism. The classic example we're all familiar with is, of course, the cuckoo bird, which doesn't care for its own egg, but rather places its egg in the nest of another bird species, an act that is both stealthy and violent. The gene stealer cult certainly grows within a civilization on a given host planet, but it's, of course, a bit more complicated than that. So they also remind one of particular examples of social parasitism in the world of ants, termites, and bumblebees. The bumblebee Bombus bohemicus, for example. The species neither builds its own nest nor produces its own workers. Instead, a queen invades a host nest of another Bombus species and defeats the existing queen. Afterwards, the workers identify her as the queen and they raise her young. This is an example of nest usurpation, which is at least thematically fitting uh, when compared to the revolutionary gene-stealer cults. But here's another thing to think about. As the gene-stealer codex points out, the whole gene-stealer hybrid enterprise might begin with monster attacks and end with the arrival of a world-consuming hive fleet. But before the uprising and the so-called Day of Ascension, Third and fourth generation gene stealer hybrids, who again are humanoid enough in appearance to fully infiltrate human societies, may contribute greatly to the host civilization. They work hard and they perform their duties to the Imperium quite well, at least until it's time to rise up. During that pre revolutionary period, we might be tempted to think of the gene stealer hybrids as inquiline parasites, in that they're not actively harming the host civilization while residing within it. Again, members of the cult might well be beneficial to the host civilization, at least in the short term. Though I think we'd be pushing it to call this mutualism. After all, if the gene-stealer cult has its way, the rebellion will be bloody, and the arriving hive fleet will consume everything, including the hybrids themselves. Biologist E.O. Wilson famously described parasites as, quote, predators that eat prey in units of less than one, unquote. The cult's desired end meal is somewhat larger. For a more thematic introduction to the gene stealer cults, I highly recommend the short story The Child Foretold by Nicholas Kaufman. It's a mild spoiler to reveal that it's a gene stealer story, but it still packs a horrific punch. Tune in for additional episodes of The Monster Fact each week. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.